Welcome, dear listener, to episode 21 of Pals Watch Friends. Unfortunately, this will be the final episode in the current format. I'm ditching Greg, a good friend of mine for the last eight and a half years, and I'm starting a new life with someone who just stole my credit card. I didn't realise when you were doing the intro, I didn't know you were going to sum up the episode at the same time. That saves me a job. Yeah, job done. <laughs> there you go. In and out. Bish bash. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, yeah. um, I went in with a very positive attitude this week. I really, really tried my best to, to stay positive. Yeah, I mean, I sent you a message before I started watching just saying, I think, positive vibes or something because... I was really trying my best to go in with an open mind, and whoa, whoa. <laughs> how did that work out for you? It did no go well, because it was like running face first into a brick wall this week. I think they missed out some jokes. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want to do your little 30 seconds? Because I, if you do your 30 seconds summary, because I'm going to mention something about it straight away. Okay, I mean, well, that, that sounds like I've heard it before. I haven't, but presumably you're going to touch on one of the two plot points of the of the episode, and I've got something to say about one of them. Cool. Okay, well, that's good, because I'm going to use that 15 seconds saying the title. Episode 21, the one where Monica's credit card gets stolen, she decides to catch the thief. Um, <laughs> it's not called that. <laughs> well, it is on Netflix. You know, the one with fake Monica. Oh, well, something's going wrong with Netflix. My Netflix came up and it said the one where Monica's credit card... Because I wrote the whole thing down. The one where no. Monica's credit card gets stolen, comma, she decides to catch the thief. That's that's the description. That's, well, something, something's, that's gone wrong on, something's gone wrong on my Netflix then. Because that, that's no. exactly what it said, word for word. No, oh, that's weird. Really weird. Right. Oh. That's about 29 of my seconds gone. So, um, <laughs> Monica has her credit card stolen. Um, she's going through a credit card bills, getting jealous about the thief's life that she's living. Um, she tracks down the thief to meet the thief, becomes friends with the thief. Uh, three, th- three, I can't even say it anymore. Thief gets locked up. Uh, and... Marcel becomes sexually mature, so Ross has to give him up. Lovely. That's it. Um, quick question. Have you ever had your credit card stolen? I Yes, I guess so, yeah. So Skype contacted me. No, I noticed on Skype that I'd made a couple of, like, um, credited my Skype account a couple of times with strange numbers, and... Bearing in mind, I'd never, ever credited my Skype account with any numbers. I knew that that wasn't me. So contacted the credit card company. They went, oh, yeah, no worries. We can see that that's come from somewhere in America, funnily enough. Uh, We will block the card and we will refund you the money. And that was the end of my episode, which is probably (laughs) where they should have finished this episode. Did you... Did you... either want to be friends with the person who did it or um, sort of envy their lives? No, do you I... Wish, do you wish you were uh, crediting your Skype account? Did you go like, ah, oh, 
I can't believe that guy's using my credit card to credit my Skype account. I want to do my Skype account. I, I if I, I mean, it's probably not going to work in the comical sense, but I felt violated and upset that somebody could take that from me without any um, without any trouble at all, seemingly, and slightly worried in case it would progress and they would take anything else that I couldn't recuperate. At no yeah. point did I think this guy seems great. Let's go and find him. Um, I've had it done to me twice. Oh. Once was about seven and a half years ago when we were working together at a bar in Sheffield. Mm -hmm. um, I was at work and my phone went and it was Lloyd's Bank. They went, can we just check, have you just spent £2,000 at Curry's in somewhere? And it wasn't far from Sheffield, actually, but I actually think that was totally coincidental. Wow. And I went, uh, no. And then, okay, we'll call you back. Uh, what? <laughs> so I waited for like two minutes, like, oh my God, what's going on? And they went, yeah, okay, your card's been cloned. We'll send you a new one. It should be with you tomorrow. Uh, we've cancelled that. It, basically, nothing should happen. And I said, like, that was really weird. But for those, like, for that two minutes, all I felt was panic. And at no point did I think, God, I should spend money at Curry's. <laughs> I wonder what and, that guy's bought. I wonder if he bought himself a sweet ass TV because it's quite hard to spend two grand. Oh, I don't Mac, it is. MacBook. Was it? Yeah. At Curry's as well. I mean, basically, to spend two grand at Curry's, all you've got to do is think about something that usually costs about 1100 quid and then buy it from Curry's. <laughs> this is it's definitely so, not an advert for Curry's, everybody. It's all facto. You've just spent two grand at Curry's. Oh, the other time, I, I got an email with just a receipt, and it was from PlayStation Store, and someone had spent 40 of my pounds on Crash Bandicoot Racing, and I was furious. <laughs> well, you were a um, terrible game. Yeah, I think I got that back. Um, I didn't get the game, but I got them back, and my account is secure. So, no, um, none of us want to be friends with the people who steal our credit card information. No, nobody wants that, apart from Monica Geller. My favourite bit, I'm gonna I'm jumping on and there's no context to this, but on that Go. vein, the at one point, so for a bit of context, so yeah, Monica's um uh, Monica's credit card gets stolen, she goes through the credit card receipts and she's jealous of the thief's lifestyle that she's living. She's like, I'm so boring, this thief is doing all the things that I'd love to do. So she tracks her down by going to one of the dance classes that the thief has signed up for in her name and she meets her she doesn't tell her that she's the credit card holder but she goes on some sort of binge basically of fun and alcohol seemingly with this thief without telling her who she really is she goes under the alias Manana for some bizarre reason and <laughs> uh, anyway at some point, well I'm sure we'll dig into that a bit more but at some point she is she asks the thief why she why she lives like she does and the thief's answer is that did you ever see the film Dead Poet Society and she goes on mm. a rant about this Dead Poet Society and then the the point is that the film was terrible and she thinks to herself I'm never going to get that two hours back, and that's why she acts like she does and lives for every moment as if it's its last, uh, as if it's her last. 
And would you say that she lives every moment, loves every day? Lives every moment, loves every day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, she, uh, and then Monica, her rebuttal to that is, oh well. I, um, I definitely wouldn't recommend Mrs. Doubtfire then. Ha ha ha. Mm. Do you think that's punching up a bit? Because no, I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was actually um, more of a joke of like, because the dad in Mrs. Doubtfire goes like crazy. You know, like the, he's he starts leading a double life. In right. that thing, and doesn't stop at anything to achieve his goals. And I think it was more like, oh, because that film will lead you down a different road of crazy. That's what uh. I want to read to me, as opposed to don't watch Mrs. Darfire then, because that's that film is just as worthless. Yeah, Even well, though that, both, I, I yeah. don't know whether it was a Robin Williams thing, because he's in both of those films, but like. I, I've not seen Deadport Society. Deadport Society, that was a send-off bit at the end because actually the, the ending of that film is, like, really inspirational. That's the point yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, it was, oh, you know, did you see the end of that bit? Well, I was so bored. Like, oh, ha-ha, you've... Oh, yeah, there's a twist. Yeah, I got, Dab- I got that. Mrs. Doubtfire is brilliant. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. And the way the line and the gag came across to me was like, well, if you thought that film was terrible and that was a waste of your life... I would definitely wouldn't recommend Mrs. Doubtfire. And I was thinking, we're coming to the end here of a pretty dire episode of what's been a pretty shocking series so far. Mm. And to call out an absolutely iconic film like Mrs. Doubtfire, I thought that is that is some ballsy writing. Because I was so... thinking, I'm not going to get back the time I've wasted on this piece of shit TV series. So to tell me that I shouldn't be watching Mrs. Doubtfire is ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. With a great um, a great Robin Williams, an absolute comic genius. Mrs. Doubtfire is excuse me for a moment. Mrs. Doubtfire is a uh, one hour twenty. What's that? Two hour film, yeah? Mm-hmm. Two hour film. So far, Friends has had seven and a half hours out of us. Yeah. Now, I reckon there's more enjoyment in the opening 20 minutes of Mrs. Doubtfire than in all of Friends combined so far. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Absolutely. All right. Um, Screw those guys. Um, so, yeah, so that did get my back up a little bit. Yeah, but that I've is just, jumping forward a bit. Well, that just whole story didn't out for me. Like, uh, because... Uh, she was doing something that was actually fun, but she, all she does with that money is she goes to a tap dancing class and sort of storms the stage of a musical. Well, you could have done that anyway. I suppose that is the point, but, like, the money wasn't the yeah. ticket there. Like, how expensive are tap dancing classes? Just go. Yeah. And they don't um, even pay. They rock up. Actually, the three girls go, they rock up, and the woman just simply insists they join in. She couldn't do that any... No money changed hands. Three people got free dance class there. This, I mean, terrible. The other part of the uh, episode is obviously the, the monkey. Marcel has to go away now because he's reached sexual maturity and he's starting to find Lamp sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross goes to Central Perk and explains that to the two lads. Mm-hmm. And then... Scene ends and would presumably well actually I did a, I did a little 
uh, research. Right. The, that is the cut to ads in America. Obviously, their right. ads are their ads are different to ours anyway, and we're watching on Netflix. But that's that's their first cut to ad break. Mm-hmm. When it comes back from the ad break, the lads are sat and they they look really upset because he's going. Like he's gonna, as in he, the monkey, is going right. Yeah. So that they're doing. I didn't realize this. I didn't clock this, mate. I'm gonna tell you. They um, they're doing the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil statue thing, which is uh, done by. Them. That's what yeah. they're doing on the bench, right? Fine, good, whatever. But that isn't. But the thing is, that is that is good. But they yeah they don't. But but they so it's cryptic. Like normally, we're we're in a show that underlines jokes. So why one of them didn't say, "Oh, I can't look at him. I can't yeah, yeah, right. hear this. I can't really, yeah. talk about it anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but they sort of done that. They've gone. Mm. What would be a good thing to do? Oh, what if we get the lads to do the monkey thing? Like, oh yeah, that's really really clever. What they forgot to do was at any of the previous twenty episodes, even hint that anyone other than Ross had an attachment to that monkey. Yeah, they all seem pretty sick of the monkey, to be fair. Everyone else hates the monkey. The monkey's going, and now suddenly the boys, particularly for some reason, Joey, is really, really sad. And you're like, well, you never showed that they liked that monkey in the first place. And also, bearing in mind, we are talking about a monkey here that, like, like Ross has to give this monkey up, and... Is he shocked because that's what you get when you own an illegal exotic animal in a New York apartment building? What 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 was supposed what was going to happen? <clears throat> well, naturally, the monkey would learn to walk upright and simply be his butler. <laughs> yeah, we've all, look, we've all seen the PG Tips adverts from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, we know that monkeys will eventually humanise themselves and live in our yeah. world seamlessly. He thought if he just waited long enough, he'd never have to make his own lunch again. He'd never have to carry his own furniture up and downstairs. That's all I seem to remember from the PG Tips adverts. They were always removal men in my head. Yeah, I don't know why. They were were obviously drinking tea. That's about it. Well, I suppose that's it because they're labourers, so they have to stop for a tea break. Ah, right, okay. That must be the point. But why Got removal it. men, I don't know. Maybe because, to be fair, like we're not talking CGI here. We're talking actual like training monkeys to do tricks effectively. So I suppose there might be a limitation to the tricks they can do. Like if you ask <laughs> one to if you ask one to rewire a plug, or they probably struggle with that. So you probably couldn't portray them as electricians, for example. Yeah, but they could have literally done anything. Like everyone, there's no trade or line of employment that is known for its dislike of tea no no but what i'm saying is though what can we what can we get these monkeys to to reenact well they can carry stuff they're good at moving stuff so we'll get them to be movable men rather than well they're good at complex electrical installations so let them get let's get them to rewire this all right yeah all right fair enough That's got more longevity in it, the old PG Tips adverts, than this. Yeah. <laughs> you go back and watch PG Tips adverts. There was a sexual maturity joke. What was that? Oh, yeah. I've made, so few, I've made four notes, right? Yeah. And 
one of them was, did you feel there was a scene missing to explain why the boys were sad about the monkey? That's the note I've made. Yeah. And the other one is sexual maturity joke. And I now remember what that is. And it's... Um, yeah. It goes, oh, the monkeys reach sexual maturity. And he goes, hey, before you. <laughs> that I genuinely did laugh at that out loud. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, you have to grab onto the small, small things. I, I, I think I'm trying to think back now because I only did one lol as well, and I think that might have been the moment I laughed as well. But you would tend to think that that should have been a Chandler to Joey joke because yeah, yeah, he's the one that is that they're making out as if he's got childish sort of um, maturity levels. Not necessarily sexually, but like they always say that he's the dumb one. He's like the kid whereas, one. And whereas he's a... Ross is intelligent and also has a child on the way. No, it wasn't a joke to write. It was a joke aimed at Chandler from Joey. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, Joey, Joey turns to Chandler. Ross says the line. Joey oh, turns yeah. to Chandler and says, hey, he beat you to it. Meaning that because oh. he's sexually oh, in it. Yeah. But, right, got it. but we know from this first series, if anyone's getting any action... Chandler's getting the most. Yeah, yeah. And he's the, one with the proper, he's the one with a proper job and all of that. And in, he's indispensable to a multinational conglomerate. Whereas Joey's <laughs> like the childish, sort of stupid actor that's following his dreams, that's always chasing ladies, apparently. So surely yeah. it would have just been a better to switch that joke around. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I, too, have made four notes only, and I've already crossed two of them out, as we've already talked about them. So I'm down down to Phoebe's playing Game Boy. All right, okay. Right, which is, I mean, I've got nothing on that. It's just... Was she playing the Game Boy? It was odd to me that... So they sat around in the girls' apartment, and they're all chatting, and... So all I can think is that... When is, she setting... face, is she facing it at the camera so that you would want to play a Game Boy? No, well, this is the thing. I was trying to work out whether it was product placement because it wasn't facing the camera. I could tell it was a Game Boy because it's quite unique in its look anyway. And I looked online to see... I mean, I do no research for this podcast, but I did look online no, on no. this occasion to see if Game Boy had only been out for a few months or a year, but it had been out for five years at this point. So I don't think it was product placement. So all I can think in that case is that they've gone, right, we've got the gang here sitting around the coffee table and it's not natural for her not to be playing Game Boy. Can we get a Game Boy? Yeah. It's madness, isn't it? Let's make this real. Yeah, but she's a lady in her mid-twenties who, I can't remember what they're talking about in the scene, but seemingly it's some sort of important conversation where they're trying to help their friends out from a sticky situation or a moral dilemma or or something along those lines as they normally are. So why they feel that she needs to be sat there playing Game Boy. And again, she's not the dumb childish one, supposedly. She's like the sort of hippie new age musician into the scented candles and massages so why oh, yeah she she's doesn't... kooky did you did you notice that in the uh in this episode she's kooky did you did you get that they, which, they were which... very subtle oh okay go on fill me in 
Oh, um, they had her dancing around like an idiot all the time, and um, she was like really loud when she did the like stop the madness or whatever it was that she was doing. She, and then it, did it, like it a really, faraway smile. Really as subtle. Yeah, it was blinking yeah, on this stuff. As subtle as the uh, the underlining of the jokes in every episode that we have to sit through as well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the Game Boy thing just stood out to me, but in a sort of... It's just weird. There's no need for it. I don't. I didn't get it. And, and mm. I mean, talking... I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Like I say, that is three of... That is my fourth and final note of the four that I'd written down. I was really scraping the barrel this week. Uh, I've wrote Dutch Hedge, uh, which I don't even think is Dutch. <laughs> no, it's Mon- Monica claims that her name, Monana, is Dutch. So I wrote Hedge because you and me say Hedge to each other, but that is Swedish. Uh, I also wrote <laughs> Stalin. But honestly, that joke didn't really play out through the episode. Joe, Joey wants a new stage name and Chandler suggests Joseph Stalin. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, the thing that I've done it for is because I know later in an episode... Um, we get to meet Joey's grandma and mm. he says that she's hard as nails mm. um, obviously old Italian woman um, and she was like the third person in line to spit on Mussolini's grave no, right. uh, spit on Mussolini's body I think after he was hung mm. um, which would suggest that he knows yeah, I think I think he was a baddie though um, yeah. but that was, he at least knows who Mussolini is so has some working knowledge of World War Two. But he doesn't know who Stalin is. Yeah, and um, he, like you say, so they're trying to work out a new stage name for him. And again, I think the boys, Joey and uh, Chandler, were just chilling out. They were just having a little coffee. They, you think that they look like they're in Central Perk, but they were actually in a coffee shop in New York City. Because <laughs> when you're trying to help your friend out, by the way, so with his new stage name you wouldn't think you'd try to sabotage his career by any auditions he's going to go on or any CVs he's going to send out, resumes or or anything like that. Are you going to try and sabotage his career by giving him a really bad name that everyone's going to just throw him straight out into the bin before he even gets an audition? It was... Um... Yeah, it's a weird choice to do, isn't it? Just to stick it to stitch your mate up like that. Yeah. Um, well, well, or it would be if it wasn't these lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you weren't a sort of a a, a psychopath, exactly. Yeah, sociopath. <laughs> Did anybody else stand out for you in this episode? I suppose I'm asking for your pal, really. Uh, I can give you a pal. Um... I mean, this pretty much summarises the episode for me because we had a we, we we had a choice of non-core cast. We had a few players. We had we had there's a lot of dancers in the in the the dance class. Um, well, I right okay. Uh, this is this is tenuous, mate. Real tenuous. But mm-hmm. when they walk in the dance class and there's a dancer that walks away from screen left to right, right as you look at it, she's walking to the back of the room. All I could think of was that. Um, Who's the actress? She's famous. Who's the famous old actress? Helen Mirren. Right, <laughs> the yeah. thing where she says that um, the hardest thing to do on screen is to walk in character. I watched her and I thought, you are so like weirdly walking. Like You're like, so conscious of your own walk. 
Yeah, not not natural. Yeah, it was really weird. I genuinely thought you must have clocked that, but no, maybe you're thinking of a different dancer. No, I'm not thinking of any dancers. I'm just trying to. I'm what? trying to. Um, I'm trying to list a few players that that you could were. Have had Mon- Did you have fake Monica? You could have had. You could have had fake Monica. I didn't. You could have had dance teacher. She was a fairly big influence in the mm. episode. Um, we could have had, which was strange, was in the last scene, the last shot of the last scene, the very okay. last couple of frames was Ross is trying to say goodbye to the monkey in the airport, seemingly yeah. rare exotic animals, illegal rare exotic animals. When they're in an airport, they don't go into a special hold or a special department. They just sit in the waiting room with everyone else and yeah. board the plane through the door. And the person that takes them through there, you'd presume, would be a zookeeper or an animal <laughs> handler. But right. however, we're treated to a girl, or sorry, I should say a lady, who was in high heels, a short skirt, a blazer and a blouse. She looked more like she was getting on a, I don't know, she looked more like she was about to walk on a, on a catwalk rather than a, a company of exotic animal on an airplane <laughs> to a zoo. Why did they not send a zookeeper? And why is the animal not getting on in the cargo hold? Like, is it got a seat on the plane? Is it going to get a packet of peanuts and a vodka tonic for the ride? Uh, plot twist, he's the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> plot twist, it was all a dream. <laughs> I mean, bonkers. But anyway, we could have had that her as, as a, a, a strange zookeeper. But okay. I landed on... I landed on... This is how bad the episode was. Waitress. Waitress. Oh, um, the the young black woman who drops the coffee off and basically completely ignores the boys as Joey tries to... He, he accidentally makes out like he's got a small penis and then he tries to reassure her that he doesn't have a small penis and she refuses to even look at him. Yeah, well, exactly. She she offered the decision, lady. Yeah, she offered the contempt for that joke that I offered it, and that is why. I mean, not just that, by the way. That was my first, the first time I noticed her. But then we are treated to a few uh, scenes in Central Perk this week, but none of which Rachel's working. She is this other lady is working in every scene in Central Perk. Grafton. Yeah, and and she's good at a job. She drops the coffee off. The people order the coffee. She takes the coffee to the table. She doesn't get involved with their conversations and their lives. She's there to drop the coffee off. She drops the coffee off correctly to the correct person at the correct time, and then she leaves. That well is, done. I've I've not spoken to this guy in a couple of years. Um, maybe about 2014, since me and you worked together. Uh, mm. But that is um, hospitality manager Greg coming out there. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while. A long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Ah, uh, very good. Well, uh, you're going to kick yourself, mate. <clears throat> there was a better pal. Okay. She was good. Don't get us wrong. I liked her. Um, but there was a better pal. There was yeah. There was um, Principal Skinner. K. 
Kent Brockman, Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Ned Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, Dr. Hibbert, Lenny Leonard, Otto, Rainier Wolfcastle, Scratchy, Kang and Kodos, Dr. Marvin Monroe, Judge Snyder, and many more. It was Harry Shearer, the man who wanted to buy the monkey and trade him to fight. So I knew that this guy had to be a player uh, in terms of uh, people had to know who he is. And I didn't know who he was, but I wasn't going to look into it because that's not my thing. But I knew I was hoping you'd come up with something. I I presumed another sitcom, but he's another Simpsons voice actor. He's so Harry Shearer. I mean, yes, he's another Simpsons voice actor, but he's a Saturday Night Live guy in the 70s. Um, Right. He's also. um, I mean, Harry Shearer is one of the main. Simpsons cast. Yes. I yeah, absolutely. He's also um, Spinal Tap as well. Right, yeah, yeah. He's the bass player, uh, Derek Smalls in Spinal Tap. Um, he's <laughs> one where... Have you seen Spinal Tap or not? No, I've seen a couple of the scenes. I've seen the Turn It Up to Eleven stuff and all of that. Yeah, yeah. There's a really, really excellent one where... Um, there's a song where... Because they're all about like stuff that happens on stage, like it's all about um, like the theatre of it. And mm. I think they are—they all emerge from these eggs. If you think like you remember them alien things in the nineties, yeah, 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 yeah. They all emerge from these like little egg pods. Except his won't open, and he literally spends the entire song trying to get out of it with like stage hands trying to crowbar it open and that. And then only makes it out for the final note. <laughs> he gets his hand stuck back in the thing. It's really good. It's really good. I love Spinal Tap. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's in the Truman Show. He's in a few bits and bobs. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's a player. But yeah, so he plays uh, a dodge pot, um, like zoo. Well, he claims to be a zoo owner. It's an entertainment thing, isn't it? He's going to make them fight. Yeah, it's like cage fighting, getting exotic animals to cage fight, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and he's a bit creepy and a bit weird, and Ross gets to turn him down because the boys burst in saying that Marcel has been accepted at San Diego Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's this a really good bit of trivia that I read, right? You know how people like... And we're, we're one of them. We do this. You know yeah. how you... We're looking back at the episodes and with 20 years of hindsight, yeah, you can make connections that are absolutely not there. Yeah. Right, there is. Let me read this so I can make sure that I get it completely right. It's like, I read it and I went, well, that's not a real thing. That's just something that, that's a coincidence that you've wrote, like someone's reported as trivia. Is it like 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 you're saying like when I'm sort of I'm giving them credit for callbacks that just weren't yeah. supposed to be there? When Ross is talking about putting Marcel in a zoo, he mentions San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. So this episode is 1995. David Schwimmer's character Melman the giraffe in Madagascar 2005 is frequently heard mentioning that he thinks they're in San Diego Zoo. <laughs> like whoa! No, 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 no. That's not anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really struggling this week. Um, 
I am too, mate. There's nothing. I mean, it was just a. It is a dead episode. It was rubbish. I know, like, I tried to be positive, and I kept saying to myself over and over again, "I was like, come on, be positive. Like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad." But on looking for trivia for the episode, one of them was both Chandler and uh, Ross wear two vests each in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we're trying to do here? <laughs> So was your best pal Harry Shearer? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I didn't particularly like his character. But are you giving it to the character or are you giving it to Harry Shearer for being uh, Harry Shearer? Are you giving it to um, Harry, Harry Shearer for all of his other, like, all of his other um, things that he does in his career? Or are you giving it specifically to the character that Harry Shearer was portraying in this episode? Dear Mr. Shearer... I present to you this Lifetime Achievement Award, pal of the episode. Um, for contributions served I'm outside of this episode. Yeah. He's really good on um, on Wayne's World too, actually. He's doing this... Uh, he's a radio guy. Um, he's got a really good voice, like an impression for that, like, American radio host thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're cutting on halfway... Th- they're trying to... They're on there promoting the festival they're doing mm-hmm. and um they cut on that he's not paying any attention to him and they just start insulting him while he's going uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just a big douche uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good i mean it's they do that for about a minute and a half there's no like depth to the joke but it's very good like he's perfect at that i like harry shearer uh, best friend. <laughs> this is one. This is this is turning into one of the flattest episodes we've ever done. I know, man. It's just it's kicked it out of me. Do you know what? I I even felt that like the rooms and on this show were darker. <laughs> you know, I felt it turned the lights out. I was like, God, this is so bad. But it was um, just. It turns out it was just your soul. The yeah. um. I mean, after last on. week, I feel like we've talked about this whole thing being a roller coaster. Like, and this is. I mean, we we were on a we were up we were coming up last week. Yeah, it was like, a good episode. We it were, was a better we were episode. Really it was a better episode to watch. It was we felt more positive in the record, and I just feel like I've been hitting the head with a sledgehammer this week. It's it's not good. I mean, we spent the first ten or twelve minutes talking about a, a different <laughs> thing, a different show, um, and now I mean we. I feel like we've come grinded into a hole already. Right. Mm. Come on, let's kick off. We can do this. Best friend. I mean, I've written nothing down for this, so I'm going to pass to you first. (laughs) I've got nothing. But I got got in there first, so over to you, Aaron. Let's eliminate. Right. It is not Ross. He was whingy and whiny from the start. I don't care that he's got a monkey and now he doesn't have a monkey. He shouldn't have the monkey. He deserves everything he's got. He didn't. He had. He, they're promoting the san, the sanctioning the the ownage. Ownage is that what, a, a right word? The right word? It is now. It is now. He's they're sanctioning the ownage of a exotic, illegal animal. He shouldn't have the monkey. Yep. Not friend of the week. Right. No. Uh, not Monica. Like her brother, she's so whingy and desperate that in this case, she like she has to latch on to a criminal for she, a bit of. Oh. She's, 
Not she's not just girl. latching on to the criminal. She is paying for the criminal's fanciful lifestyle while she yeah. tags along with her. She's Do you know what, so as well? She, she gets worst friend because of the drunk acting. Terrible. Right. I knew, I knew you weren't. I wouldn't win you over. Awful. Uh, Phoebe... Uh, the best I could say is that she was boring. The worst I could say is that she was irritating. Um, so, oh, what about Ra- Rachel? What does Rachel do? Oh, Rachel's surprisingly good at tap dancing. And then that's all she does all episode. Yeah, um, she has a go at Monica for for befriending a criminal that's stealing all the money. Which is oh yeah, she's off. really tired. She's really tired at the breakfast table. Right? Okay. Um, and then the boys. no, but she has a go at when she comes back drunk, doesn't she? She says, "What the hell are you doing?" Sort of thing. Does Does Chandler do anything good? Um, Chandler just stitches Joey up about the okay. name. I'm giving I'm giving it to Joey because uh, the the stage name he settles on is something like Itchy Balls. I can't remember what it is. What was it? I mean that that was I mean yeah it was something what was it? it wasn't even a name though mate I mean it, <laughs> you know when, when they do it in the Simpsons they do it and it could seemingly be a name like it wasn't even a name it what wasn't was it? I could do you know what I could um I could feel how sick you were then it was I've got to tell you it was Holden McGroin. <laughs> That's not. It's not even conceivable. Conceivably, a name. It's not like, like the old ones in The Simpsons. Give me any of the random Simpsons ones where they used to ring up Moe's Bar. Uh, uh, Amanda, Ollie, Amanda, Ollie. Hug, Amanda Hug Kiss. Yeah, right. Ollie Amanda, to Yeah, Ollie Tabugger is a first name, right? Amanda, Miss Hug Kiss. Amanda Hug Kiss is a name, right? That is fine. Even if you want to go down to use use initials, like my name is GS, right? IP Freely. Fine. That's a name. Mr. Freely. Yeah. What tell me again, Joey's one? Tell me that again. Break it down Holden. to me. Holden. Yeah. Not a name. McGroin. Not a name. Uh, it's not a name. They've got Harry Shearer on the episode. Tell him, to, tell him to write a name. He knows them. He does them all week in, week out. <laughs> he does, yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. I also think, uh, do you know what? I'm giving it to him doubly now because he he, he says that in an audition for the role of Mercutio, which is, isn't that like the best, the most dramatic character in Romeo and Juliet? So he's really like him and high. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not up on my Shakespeare, but yeah, if you are going for a Shakespearean play, I mean, one of our most famous Shakespearean actors is Patrick Stewart. Uh, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, Patrick yeah. Stewart? Yeah. yeah. And so picturing him going into an audition and saying, my name's Holden, Holden is probably <laughs> funnier than Joey doing it. But, I mean, I can't get on board with that. It's not even a name. Give him... Oh, give right. him a fake name that sounds like a name, and you can get a joke out of that. That's just lazy writing again. All right, well, you you name a best friend, then, if you're so smart. My best friend... Mr McGroin. My best friend is Rachel, for no other reason other than they're all terrible. She tells Monica off for being a dick. 
I agree with that. Monica is being a dick. Well yeah, done. Right. Fair yeah. Um, this episode gets a one out of six, and you agree with that? I give this episode a one. It's very hard not to give it a zero, especially because as we've talked about it more and more, it's made me feel even worse about the episode. Like, do you know what, right? I've, the reason that this episode has felt flat, as in this episode of this podcast between you and me, is I think because we've both been resisting the urge to be furious. And now, as always, getting energised towards the end of the episode, I am furious. This I'm was furious as well. my time. Do you know, I didn't eat. My, here's been my day, right? I'm trying to sell a house. I had a viewing at two o'clock. Those people came around and were here for 40 minutes. We had a good bit chat. It was their second viewing. That went well. I'm happy with that. I think they're going to buy my house tomorrow. I hadn't eaten Should be before. Positive. I had, yeah, thanks, mate. I yeah. feel really, I was positive. And then I watched this. And then Beck came in and went out of the goal. And I was crying. <laughs> well, I, instead, I, of, instead of making myself a sandwich and having some dinner, I went, no, I'll watch Friends. I need to. You know, clock's ticking. Got to record later on. I sat down and watched this, and afterwards I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. I feel like we should. We should record. In, in my head, we should delete the last 40-odd minutes conversation and just start again. However, I will feel that the next 40-odd minutes <laughs> would just be us ranting angrily into the microphone, and I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. So... If you've got nothing else to say, I think we should pull a pin in it for this Yeah. One. Do you have anything else to add, Mr. Handbrake? Right, yeah, I've got one thing, right? Please. I hope that the makers of Friends mm. ha- learn a lesson. I know it's not now. I know it's in the past, and I know yeah. they fucking don't learn this lesson. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that next time they've got someone on set as talented as... Harry Shearer or John Lovett or any of the other, George Clooney, any of the other <laughs> guests that we've had so far that have just been squandered into oblivion so that we can pretend that fucking Chandler's funny or that Rachel and Monica aren't horrible people. I hope they learn that lesson and give them the platform to shine. I hope next week we've got... Who's a good one, mate? Who's a good 90s comedian? He's good Saturday Night Live. I hope we've got Chris Farley. Uh, he might be dead by this point. I hope we've got yeah. Chris Farley doing some excellent comedy business while the rest of the gang just sit quietly and shut up. And that's a beautiful <laughs> place. That's a beautiful place to end it. Here, here. I think we can all agree with that. Well, one out of six. Do one better. Out, one out of six. Must do better. Please try harder. And on that bombshell, dear listener, we thank you for listening, if you still are. (laughs) You're better than us. And um, Oh, God. Let's hope for better things next week, Aaron. Let's, let's, let's. Peace. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.